We love a good chapstick. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great episode for you guys. Go ahead and say your name when you stop Let the laughing. Let girl get some chapstick. <laughs> oh, 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 you didn't chapstick yet? No. Sorry. She's you know what? Look at the bag. Like, I Dang. It. I got oh. nervous. I was like, he's moving real fast. You heard. You heard. I hit play and we uh-huh. were rolling. You got to let her put some chapstick uh, don't on. Don't worry. Well, here, I'll tell you about my day before. <laughs> let, let us know when you're ready. All right. I'm Apparently, ready. we're on I'm your ready. time. It's your show I'm so now. Sure are. Go oh, ahead. So um, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is like chapped lips. So yeah. same, <laughs> and it's that time of year too. Every day. Oh my god! This morning we were we pause, were... guys. Oh. Before we get into it, this is good. Okay. Say your name and where you're from, and then we'll talk about crusty lips. All right. <laughs> Go okay. ahead. My name is Amethyst, and I'm from Los Angeles, California, East Side. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. And have you born and raised? Born and raised. Born oh, and raised. nice. Yeah, that's okay. Me. Where is your name from? Is um, it a special meaning behind it? Or was it like just a pretty name? Yeah, so I'm actually named after the crystal, Amethyst Crystal. Um, my mom was born in February on Valentine's Day. Mm. And Amethyst is the birthstone for February. Oh, oh is it the purple one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Me. That's my mom's birthday yeah. as well. So that's your mom's birthday? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. She had eight kids before me. And she was kind of running out of names. So she picked my first name. My sister picked my middle name, and um, that's me. But now every time someone like hears my name, they're just like even like Steven Universe or like your name after a crystal. And yeah. I'm just like I was born before both of those things got popular. There you go. So. With the OG. <laughs> Listen, the OG. I like that. Yes. Pull the mic a little bit closer to yourself. Find that sweet spot for yourself. You can okay. just pull it. You, it's durable. Don't worry. We drop it. Yeah, just pull it. <laughs> drop it. We that's have it. dropped these on the floor. Yeah, you're good. Okay. How's that sound? Yeah, that's Perfect. good. better? Okay, yeah. Cool. So, cool. crusty lips. It's that time of oh year. It is. This morning, when we were out running, um, I f- I'm not a dry person. Like, I'm, I have super oily skin, mm-hmm. oily scalp. Everything is oily on me. Mm-hmm. But we were running, and my, my hands were getting dry. And I was like, oh, my God, it's that time of the year. My lips were getting so crazy dry, too. I was like, it's like, it's that. It's the air. Mm-hmm. It's the winter air. Yeah. It's making everything dry. Most definitely. And mm-hmm. here's the weird part about me is we're kind of opposite. My skin is more dry. I don't have oily skin, but my lips are never chapped. Interesting. I wonder what that is. But even as a childhood, I really... Now, if we're like in the desert and it's a rough day and I've mm-hmm. just been going all day, like, yeah, maybe they'll get chapped, but I don't really ever wear... You never use chapstick. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a crackhead with lotion yeah. like i put what? pounds and pounds of lotion on every single day but i just never really wear chapstick but it's not like a oh venture has crusty lips my lips mm-hmm. are great i just, <laughs> I just leave it how it's going right that's so interesting when people don't use chapstick they're just like i'm chilling i'm just like how are you just like Mm-mm. out here existing without moisturized lips no i gotta reapply it every like 30 minutes seriously like if i talk for 30 minutes straight mm-hmm. i need to go apply more chapstick yeah for sure <laughs> like yeah even if i even like even if i don't talk it's just like the routine of doing it too it's yeah. like with smokers like you mm-hmm. they can't stop smoking because it's like a routine mm-hmm. i think that's how it is with my chapstick it's like a um i don't know like a sensory thing mm-hmm. being able to like rub your lips together and yeah. you feel the moisture mm-hmm. there it just can't, gives you some release yeah <laughs> it's true do you have any other like crazy routines that you have to do like for hannah coffee coffee is a must it's mm. uh like a, you well, it's can't an addiction it. we can we yeah. can call it yeah, what it is you have, <laughs> it's an addiction. <laughs> you have a problem what do you are you like a big coffee drinker or mm. do you have to like put your shoes on a certain way or are you like weird where you got to wear gloves in certain situations do you have anything like that i don't even 
Mm, let me think about that. I feel like in the morning, I have to go for a run in the morning. Or else like my whole day is a little weird. Yeah. I have to like pray in the morning or else my whole day is a little weird. That's a good one. I have to. I like. I prefer green tea over coffee. Mm. So I'm like, if I drink coffee, I feel like a crackhead. If mm-hmm. I drink some tea, I'm like, okay, I'm not like together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm like, I don't really have a whole OCD routine thing. I'm a big water guy. I think that might be my you, thing. Yeah. You like drink a water. I can go three days with no water. Yeah. Really? And then I have a really bad headache. Yeah. But like okay. you drink, if he, if he, is that your phone, babe? No, this is the guy upstairs controlling oh, that's the our TV. Neighbor. So check this out. That's not even my phone. I accidentally had the remote. The TV's on behind us now randomly. <laughs> yeah. Our neighbor, at the same time that I hit like, okay, mm-hmm. to play a Netflix thing, mm-hmm. it said like, do you want Joshua to control the TV? I accidentally hit allow. So look, now he just disconnected. So now it's good. But that's awkward, huh? That's what if he so had like weird. some like porn on or something crazy <gasps> oh. and he's just like, yeah, he's getting freaky. That would be bad. Yeah. I but I wonder that. like if he's ever going to disconnect it. It's either this guy or the well, guy doesn't over he, there. Like, is he ever going to realize that like probably he's, not. he because he's probably trying to connect to his phone. Yeah. Or his uh, his uh, TV. But then it doesn't work, obviously. Is he ever going to realize it? I'm going to be honest. We're just going to ride it out until one of us moves. That's so scary. <laughs> That's so scary. Because he could be doing anything one day. Right? No. That's wild. Okay. We could All be right. we could be seeing his like login information and stuff, too. Uh, you know, if we get his bank info, we can just hack his whole identity. How about that? All I'm right? just saying. We'll just <laughs> go in the three of us and just open up if passports. That, if that was and... me, though, I would be very careful with that. Yeah. I but agree. he doesn't seem to care. But here's the thing is it only happens once every three months. Last yeah. time it happened was yeah. during the beginning of like hockey season. Okay. But... It's okay. Yeah. Anyways, back right, to what we were talking about. <laughs> what did we get through? How was work though? You said you had a good day at work. Tell us what you're doing right now. I had a good day at work. I work for this really cool black owned coffee shop in downtown Inglewood. Mm. Um, it's called Sid and Saunders. I love it so much. I work for their music program as well. Um, I or- orchestrate some of their events for them with them. That's what Mike was telling us, was yeah. that you do, is it like poetry or is yeah. it a, um, so it's strictly poetry or is it just entertainment? So we have an open mic that Mike um, just performed at an open mic experience. It's called The Sanctuary by Sifton Sonder. Mm-hmm. Um, the coolest thing in the world. I love it to death. Um, I am C. Um, it's so much fun just having people come into that space, be transparent, be themselves, be authentic, and feel safe doing that. Um, I feel like... I had a space like that when I was in university, and it helped me to open up and actually found my, find my voice. So being able to create that space, being back home for the community that I'm from, mm. it actually kind of hits hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really nice. How often is the open like open mic? Is it every day, or is it like just a few times every month? It's the first Friday of every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the exception of December, we're gonna do the second Friday in December. Gotcha. Yeah. I like that. We have to check that out. Where'd you go to school? Northern Arizona University. Same as Mike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar. How was I know that? A couple people. What'd you study? Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Um, I studied political science. Interesting topic <laughs> of discussion. Um, as far as how I liked Flagstaff, Arizona. I didn't like it at first. It was a very white town. I'm from South Central LA. It was rough getting um, acclimated, but eventually I grew to love the small town vibe and how quiet it was and the stars and all those things really grew on me eventually. Being able to have a dog and just go Mm. out in the mountains and hike randomly whenever you wanted to. That got really nice. Um, But 
political science wasn't always great. It's a very male, white male dominated field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being in a, like a predominantly white town, studying like political ideology that affects so many people when having like very narrow views being portrayed around you. It was an interesting. It was an interesting experience. I like that we had on um, a couple weeks ago, uh, Raven, who is at USC right now, doing big things, getting her doctorate over there, right, to be okay. a physical therapist. Uh-huh. She's from uh, Pasadena and also like Compton. Spent her whole life there, and then decided just out of nowhere to go to Arkansas oh, for right. school, just the middle of Central Arkansas to like go to college. And it's kind of a similar thing to where I remember, like as kids, I was be like, oh, maybe. Maybe you don't want to do that. I don't think you want to do that. I got to get out. I got to get out. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you're in a really good spot. I'm telling yeah. you. I've been out there. been to Texas. Been around a little bit. It's popping here. Like, if you want to stay in SoCal, it's a nice area. Yeah. She had to do it the hard way. Yeah. And then she came back and she was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have did that. Mm. Like, it was, it was a lot of people. So it's almost a little similar. Mm-hmm. Like, did you not see that coming? Or what were you trying to get out of SoCal? And then you got out was like, ooh, I got to get back to SoCal? Mm-hmm. Or how did that work? Dude, very interesting and similar experience. I, me growing up in like a very impoverished neighborhood, I was like, I spent most of my time feeling like there is so much more than this. Like there are so many more experiences than this. There is like a whole world out there that I have not been able to experience and I have to taste it. Like I have Mm. to get my hands on it. So like I applied to like, I think like 12 to 15 universities when I was applying for schools. Mm. I think only six of them were in-state and everything else is out of state across the country. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you gave me the most money. And that's why I picked right. them. I get and it. Yeah. I hadn't even visited the, the school. The, me going to move in as a freshman was the first time me being on the campus. And I was just like, hey, at this point, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Worst case scenario, I have to go back home. Right. Yeah. You know? That's kind of a funny thing, too, because you um, have an experience like that where parents these days are so invested and involved in, like, well, your bed's going to go here. Like, you want to take mm-hmm. you to school, and they're going to stay. Well, we have to stay here the first week that you're here. Sheesh. And then, you know what? We might as well stay here the first month. And then, you know what? We should just buy a house because you're going to be here. You know what I mean? And then yes, I can happens. go to classes with you. I can watch your mm-hmm. homework. Like, you know what I'm talking about? That's, like, a lot of the average college experience now. Yeah. You see the parents just, like, dictating everything. Mm-hmm. I showed up. I went to Cerritos, just a JUCO right out the gate. Yeah. And, you know, just pulled up. Mm-hmm. Eventually, four years later, got my degree. Literally. You, Your parents ended up leaving you and going to Europe, you know? <laughs> Interesting. I mean. Wow. Yeah. And but, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's very. I'm. I'm from Sweden. Oh wow. Um. So they moved back to Sweden. Um. But I think it's very different. Just the the way pe- parents are around their kids compared to Sweden and then here. Interesting. Is very different. Of. I am very independent, and I've always been very independent in for many years. Like mm-hmm. even if I lived at home, mm-hmm. it was very independent. Um. So it wasn't like a, my parents had to come with me or help me out or figure out my classes. Or even when I was in like high school, mm-hmm. they never helped me with my schoolwork. Not because they couldn't, mm-hmm. but I, I just figured it out. And they were never like involved in that way because yeah. they knew I would figure it out. And then also if I needed something, I would come to them and ask. Mm-hmm. They weren't there trying to like control everything I was doing and making sure everything was right before it got bad. And like, Mm -hmm. it was very do like do it. And if you need help, come see us. Of course. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And I think 
I mean, obviously not every American parent, but a lot of American parents and just my friends' parents, they are very like invested and involved in what their Mm. kids are doing. And I'm just like, it was so strange to me, that whole concept of like, what the hell? Like, why are you, why are you so in their, like in their business and like want to know everything? But yeah, it was kind of crazy because my parents were like that too. And now looking back and stuff like that. But the thing was, is I was extremely competent, like to the Mm. level of like, like 14, I was probably like 18, 19 Mm. here at 23 i'm probably like 30 like just the way that just the young man goes to work and he just builds things and yeah. does it and doesn't makes it happen uh, how many guys in their early 20s are in a six seven year relationship you know what i mean like yeah. i'm just an old man kind of yeah. like that's all i want to do is be a dad you but are an old man for example the like parenting style i didn't need any of that like mm. i wasn't going out and going to be in a gutter or anything like that i was mm-hmm. just just wanted to play sports yeah. make money you know buy cool things simple like, life simple yeah, life. yeah stuff like that so it's kind of funny to just like how were your parents growing up were they a little strict were they a little mm-hmm. were your parents together what was the deal no they weren't but together um and i feel like i had a very similar experience to you interesting enough um but so when they sent me off to college they literally like they helped me move in took my boxes upstairs and they were like that's everything yeah. all right we're leaving we're about to go back to la i'm like yeah. okay goodbye Bye. <laughs> yeah it was very much so all right you got this you made this decision so it's nice be safe mm-hmm. we out of here yeah <laughs> it's funny i only have two memories of flagstaff mm-hmm. and the first one is like going a road trip from texas to la mm-hmm. and remember it like snowing because that's one of the few places it's a small town Mm -hmm. it's almost like kind of like oregon or like montana Mm -hmm. because of the altitude it snows regularly there and uh my cousin the one who's doing life in jail right now he no he deserves it he killed somebody (gasps) so you kill somebody you got to go away forever like throw the key away right but he was on, there was like a manhunt and they were searching for him for like a few weeks. He was driving around him. there or what? Fucking turns up in Flagstaff. Uh, like how are you? you I'm not you, even surprised. You couldn't find a better <laughs> I'm, hiding I'm spot? I'm in no way surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just walking around like that guy. He clearly, you know, he got I'm, turned in. It's Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm in no way surprised. It's the place you would ride around and you would see a bunch of liberal moms. You might see a couple of volleyball players and you'll see like some some Trump supporters on the same block. Mm. You'll just... <laughs> Yeah, so he just stuck out like a sore thumb. Like you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go to Mexico. Like hit the border and yeah. just get out of here. There's yeah. nothing. They're gonna find you. That's at least what I would do. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm giving away my secrets in case anybody yeah, turns up dead. That's right? everyone's secrets. It, it wasn't very original. We're, we're all going to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all going. I'm just kicking it. Yeah, Mexico doesn't want us. <laughs> How did it feel to leave? college and then come back here did you move straight back here or did you go somewhere else after college how how was that Ooh, you getting into the nitty gritty <laughs> okay so that's actually a whole thing that was the last year of my life actually november made a year since mm. i've been back in la wow. and i think that this past year has been like me experiencing the most the most personal growth i have had in my life mm. i've like i feel like from the point where i went to college until now this past year has been the most growth consistent growth um i left flagstaff i came back home i was like okay i'm on track to go to law school that was the plan undergrad law school <coughs> i changed my mind i'm like okay last semester of my senior year i'm like i'm not happy with political science i don't want to go to law school right now I got to follow my heart. I prayed about it. I'm like, Lord, I don't, 
I don't want this. Like, this is not going to make me happy. I'm going to do it if I want to do it, but I'm going to end up miserable and I might shoot myself. Mm. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. So I said, okay, what do you want? What are the things that you love? And I was like, I need some time to figure it out. So I called home. I was like, okay, I'm going to come home. I don't know for how long, but I need to come home so I could, like, regroup and, like, pivot a bit, you know? Came home. I was here for a month. And I was like, oh, hell no. I'm going back. <laughs> I called my friends. I called all my resources. And I'm like, I'm coming back to Flagstaff. They're like, you just left. I'm just like, no, I'm coming back to Flagstaff. <laughs> um, I went back. And <clears throat> I might have been out there for like another month. And every nothing worked out. I was there for a month applying for jobs, got jobs, leasing, also, leasing contracts wasn't working out. Nothing was aligning, you know. And it got to the point where I was just talking to God one day, and he was like, I never told you to come back. You came back by yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I got to go back. So I came back to L.A. I was like in this really weird stage of like postgraduate depression for a good like four or five, maybe six months. And I, it was just like me fighting tooth and nail, trying to figure out mental health, battling with like the growth and the boundaries that I had grown to accept that helped my mental health mm. and having to navigate outgrowing people that you love, having to navigate people not understanding what boundaries are, not respecting your boundaries because they think that they know you, not accepting the new version of you. It was so many different things that I had to navigate <clears throat> in that capacity. And I think that I, it got to a point where I had to just accept that like, it's not my job to try to fix anyone mm. change anyone this is the life i'm leading right now and i have to just lead it so around like april may i kind of had that revelation and then i was like all right well apply for some new jobs got it fell in love with my job immediately i started making connections meeting role models meeting some of my heroes like after like two three months like after i made that decision then I kind of gave God permission to take over. And then the ball just got rolling. Blessings on blessings on blessings started flowing in. Mm -hmm. I, like, I surrendered. I took my hands off. And God was like, thank you. So I can do what I need mm -hmm. to do with it now. After that, excuse me. After that, it's I'm still growing, escalating, figuring it all out, taking my time, mm -hmm. um, baby steps, right. <laughs> trying to figure it all out one step at a time. And it's not always easy, um, but you're getting, getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. What What has been the biggest change in you since coming back? Mm. Or some of the biggest changes. I think that's how sometimes I like to word it mm. is like, because sometimes it, it makes you pick one, right? And you're like, well, I have so many. Which one, right? Yeah. What are maybe some of the biggest ones? That's a good question. I think that I was, I like to call myself an understanding or like a tolerant person to some capacity, but I think number one, my tolerance, my understanding and my patience has evolved so much since mm. being back and not because like I'm having to be patient with myself. That is a thing, but like there's something so, so special about like surrender and sacrificing things that you think belong to you for what actually is yours and like 
what's supposed to happen mm. in your life. And in that, the, in sacrificing and surrendering, you have to really like be patient. You can't rush it. You got to take your time. You got to be understanding. Someone could like spit in your face and you have to just look at them like, all right, I love you. And that's really hard. Mm. And that's like learning that is really hard because every part of you wants to snap. Right. And you have to really sit still and be like, all right, I'm going to extend you love mm. instead because you're not going to, you're not about to get in the way of my blessings. My blessing is around the corner. I'm not letting you get in the way of it. I love, I love that. that. I have two pet peeves. One of them is somebody spitting in my face. My <laughs> biggest fear, my biggest fear, and I, I'm a pretty big boy. I don't have a lot of fears. If a homeless guy ever spit in my face, I, I have to burn my face off. Like, I, I need a new face. Wow. I, yeah, I it's, it can't happen. It's, I just yes, got, like, yes. acid on me. I can't. <laughs> I got to get that off. It's my biggest fear. I think about it daily. I, I want you to know that. that. I can understand that. <laughs> Other than that, no, planes, spiders, snakes. No, we can cuddle. I don't care. What? But homeless guy spitting in my that's face. That's disgusting. That's terrible. The hom- the hobo one? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Do you think about that on a daily? Daily. Oh, really? Yep. I go, because I'm invincible. Okay, in my head, I'm invincible. Wow. The one thing that can't happen is that homeless guy. So any hobos listening right now, <laughs> don't if you spit really want to get me, just pop a loogie in my direction yeah. and you Oof, win. I right? would cry. Yeah, I I'd cry. cry too. What is yours, mm-hmm. pet peeves? I'm not supposed to be asking the questions here, but uh, <laughs> I um, loud chewers. Mm. You yeah. are a loud chewer. Am I actually loud compared to the level of food that I'm consuming? You are. I'm I have down. to turn the TV on. Well, so on do volume I. like 40. Uh-huh. Interesting. To, yeah. Um, a lot of it was with you for some reason. That's cool. Um, I can't me. stand you coughing. Oh, yeah, I've had a cough a for the past one. Like, month. Everybody has, though. Have you caught that like cough that's been going Sometimes, around? Sometimes. Like a little itch in my throat. Yeah, for the past like month or two. Yeah. You've been coughing a lot and it's been pissing me off oh, i apologize um oh. yeah it's you see this been. abuse that i take here <laughs> on a daily even cough. <laughs> i know i can't i literally can't breathe like i just have to die i guess i think it's something about guys cough i think it's an ick i think it's something about guys <clears throat> see excuse Oof. me i can't yeah. do that so no such a dramatic cough. i, can't I had to lean all the way back yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that can't do that one um other pet peeves i you're a, a aggressive driver. I would say you're upset when people can't drive. Okay. Oh, okay. I, oh, wow. Look at this. If you're a stupid driver, <laughs> that'll piss me off. Okay, I understand that. If you're if you're just being stupid in the traffic, of that pisses me yeah. off. That's stupid. Like, I got a good that. one. I hate it when people in front of you in the grocery store take forever to put their items on the little conveyor belt. Okay. Like if they're just slow, like okay. oh oh, I gotta find my card now. Like you didn't know what you came to the store. Yeah, you gotta purchase wow. these groceries. You put eighteen items in the cart and you didn't know yeah. at some point you're gonna have to pull pay out your membership card and and pay for it. Right? Get your yeah. life together. Yeah. Get it together. Oh, we I were just talking slow about people it. In general, no, actually. Trader Joe's because we just oh, got yeah. on that right now is my thing right now and i might get arrested at trader joe's oh. if it's gonna happen we're gonna Please put it out that. there but i don't like that the service at trader joe's is so good they're having long conversations with the people in front of me and i'm kind of like hey the receipt is in her hand she needs to go or like You're he needs hilarious. to go do you see what i'm saying You're i'm kind of so like funny. like i have my blueberries i just want to check out my blueberries you know what i mean <laughs> so like never been to a dutch bros oh just drive through we just they take forever the drive through they will chat you up Mm-mm. they will chat you up they have questions they have little rankings going on they're mm. just like how's your day what you up to oh. how you feeling any exams 
Oh. How's work? How's the wow. dog? And I'm oh. just like, you know, I love you, but also get my I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and here's my thing is, yeah. I don't think I'm a bad person because here's the thing is, it's an unequal like transaction. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Where it's like you're at work, you can't. It's like if you're hitting at the girl at work, like yeah. the waitress, like you can't be doing that because mm-hmm. what it, it, she can't tell you to fuck off. Like 100%. she's got, mm-hmm, yeah, like. Yeah. So if it was a regular person, mm-hmm. not that they're not people, but like if yeah. it was a just if it was street. somebody behind me in mm-hmm. line that wanted to chat me up, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, how you doing? My name's Venture. Like, how's it mm-hmm. going? This Heard, and that. Yeah. But if it's that guy, like, come on now, just give me my coffee. We're not gonna talk again unless mm-hmm. I'm back here. Now, if you see me out in the real world, yeah, say what's up. But what do you think about that? Now that is a that's a different thing because in Sweden people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like the customer service is so different. Interesting. It's horrible. Not no. It's not bad. It really isn't. It's just they don't like here when you walk into a store, they automatically say hi, welcome in. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you need anything. Let you know whatever. They're super. Hovery. They want you to know that hey, we're here to yeah. help you out. In Sweden, it's very like come up to us and ask. Like it's not like a. Uh, they don't let themselves or they don't let you know that they're there. Okay. Um, it's very like we just we're just gonna assume that you know we're here and just come to the back if you need help Mm -hmm. Um, that's a good way to get robbed i think everything's free in sweden when i'm there now yeah um same thing in like coffee shops they don't do the whole like small talk thing Mm -hmm. it's like hey what do you want i want this okay bye like it's Mm -hmm. very and it's no one takes offense to it Mm -hmm. it's not like it's like a rude thing it's yeah it's more of just like okay we get it you just want your coffee and then you want to go like but here it's like I work in retail, so I, I'm getting better at, like, being okay with the small talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also getting a little annoyed at the small talk, too, because I'm like, I know this is fake. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know this is fake. Yeah. We don't really care about this shirt that you're buying. Like, yeah. we know it's, it's fake. But yeah. it, I, it's fun to a certain level. I think you, I, I, I call out the Dutch bro people, but I'm the same way at my job. Yeah. When I'm talking to a customer, especially one that just, like, I'm just a bubbly person by nature, mm-hmm. and I'm just like super outward. So if someone comes up to me with a question, I'm gonna give you my all. I'm giving right. you 100, percent right? Unless I don't have 100 percent to give, mm. but if I'm just it's a usual day, I have the capacity. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the capacity. Yeah. And some people are just like, "What's wrong with you, I'm like, right. motherfucker? I'm happy. What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you so sad? Listen, how, do you need a hug? I'm right. gonna give you one. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. want a hug? Do you guys open up pretty early? 7 30 a.m okay yeah. so that's not oh. early that's not like a yeah. 5 a.m not right? crazy it's not yeah. crazy you're missing the early crowd but yeah, that's good so God. like people aren't like super angry because they haven't had their coffee yet mm-hmm. though so I, but also i'm like i'm not gonna let you ruin my day you mm. you want to be all shit-faced i will literally smile in your face and hand you your coffee with love mm. no mm. i think i'm trying to not let other people's issues bother me that's yeah, you gotta get on top of it. It's hard. It is hard because you could some you could have five bad customers in a room, mm. and that could that could ruin your day mm. if you allow it to. It could ruin your day. I'm gonna look at all of you guys in the face, smile, and be like, "Have a lovely day." Mm-hmm. My coworkers laugh at me because if someone comes up to me and they just like bark their order at me, I will stop. I will stare at them like, "How are you doing today?" Mm. <laughs> I, and they would repeat their order, and I'm like, "How are you doing today?" Mm. I'm a human being. This yeah. is a service I'm providing you with, but I'm still a human being. You're mm. going to treat me as such. Yeah. Definitely. I think that we had um, a customer at work a little while ago. She she wasn't necessarily rude, but she was very, I would say, aggressive with what she wanted. And I um, 
you're coming to us for help. Yeah. You're not in the position to be rude and aggressive Mm-mm, at all. Because we can just say, I'm not going to help you by. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if I'm coming to someone needing their help, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to fake it, but I'm going to be nice and like, hey, like I really need your help. You yeah. know what I mean? This and that. She was not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was the one helping her at first. And then my coworkers, um, they could see on me mm-hmm. that I was not having it. Yeah. Um, not that I, I just got quiet and they could see on my face that like, yeah. oh, we got to take over. Not because I like I didn't get like sad or anything like that, but I got I got angry. I was like, I got to if we don't if we don't fix this, if I don't walk away from Mm -hmm. this, I'm going to yell at this lady. Some people are just nasty. Yeah. And I'm like, who are you? Like, first of all, we're humans. Yeah. You're not better than me. I'm not better than you. We're humans. That's it. And you're asking me for help. Mm hmm be a little nice please 100%. like i'm 100 percent willing to help you mm-hmm. my whole team is but you have to be nice right. like you have to be cooperative i'm not going to help you when you're acting up like this so 100%. i went into the back and then my managers in the in the walkies they were like hannah are you okay the walkies <laughs> yeah like they that. were i was like yeah i'm fine and then i was like oh, i just gotta breathe and then mm-hmm. let's step out i think you guys obviously have way more like customer service experience than i do because all my jobs were either like manual labor or mm-hmm. it was we were out in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. and like you know your your ass is in the water or something and it's like you better be nice or else i'll just mm-hmm. oh i didn't see him <laughs> and just like pull off and then you know what i mean so <laughs> the way the way i try to figure it out is is there do you guys see a difference in actually rude people mm-hmm. and then people who are only acting that way because they have some sort of like you know, they look, they're looking down on people. So Mm -hmm. like me, sometimes if it seems like it's a rude, I'm being rude. I actually am aggressive. Like I'm physically aggressive. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just very direct in what I do and I'm not, I don't do the whole, like we get to the drive-thru and it's like, Mm -hmm. hi, Mm -hmm. all right, let me get like a number three. Like, I'm just like, all right, number three, four, five. All right. Thank you. Like, I really appreciate Mm -hmm. you. Big tip. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um, do you guys ever see a difference in people who are just being, you're like, you know, you don't speak to me like you don't speak like this mm. if I wasn't working here mm-hmm. versus there's people that are actually are assholes. Can mm-hmm. you tell the difference in that? Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I like what you just described is like, hey, I'm just going to give you my order. Here's a big tip. That's just you being yourself. There's like, there's not really an intention behind that. You're, that's your like autopilot. And I can respect that. There's plenty of people who are just on autopilot that can, I can respect that. People who have like a superiority complex. Yeah. They're so snobby. They're mm. tight. They kind of like, their chin is lifted a little too high and they kind of look down at you a bit and they're just like, it's the whole barking your order at me. And I'm just like, ma'am, I don't give a fuck who your husband is. I don't care. Like I, I am in control of your coffee right now. Tell me about one of your worst experiences with like a customer. That's a good question. huh? And then we'll finish it with the best one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, love Amethyst. You know, I'm just talking about this, but, uh, I was in Flagstaff, I think. I have like, okay, I have two. I don't want to just give all negatives. I want to give a positive yeah, one. Yeah, I'll, I'll tie it back sure. in, but I like the negatives. What oh happened? my God. <laughs> Tell me what happened. I was in Flagstaff. I was working at a restaurant. Um, and it was like a more, it was a restaurant where a lot of um, older, wealthier people ate at. And um, this one man came in. I guess he had gotten a salad and he didn't have enough dressing on his salad or something. I was waitressing mm. at the time. And um, that's your fault right there. I can already tell where this is going. 
Go ahead, and go ahead. He, it, it was like me and like three of my team members, and like we were all like standing. It was a little slow at the moment. And he like saw me from across the room pointing at me <laughs> and like said, like, you, girl. Oh. And then like he gave me like a come here signal with his finger. No, no, no. And I, it was something in me that was just an old white man telling a, a, a youthful black girl to come here with such aggression in his tone. And it just, I looked at him. I looked at him looking at me. I looked over at my manager. My manager looked at me and then looked at him and then looked back at me. And then he was like, sir, what can I get for you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And I walked away. And then afterwards he came up to me. He was like, that was a lot. He was really angry. Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I wasn't going to speak to him with that tone. Mm -mm. But it was just so like... He, it was almost like someone was literally like stomping on my face the way mm. he was saying it. He was just, I don't care who you are, why did you mess up my food? I'm gonna literally fire you because I have the authority to do so when you don't have any any say at all. Yeah, like that's the thing, and that's the crazy part too. Is I don't get mad at people making my food because if I wanted it made a certain way, I would have made it myself. Right. Like, yeah, I'd have mm. been like, oh, yeah, there's pickles on my burger. But mm. I'm like, yeah, well, somebody else did it. There was a miscommunication. All right, well, mm. maybe I can ask. Let's just put it off. And mm. then, all right, eat the burger. I know at my house this wouldn't have happened, but like, we're not at my house, right? right. So yeah. that's crazy. I think it's wild how people can get so upset over small mm-hmm. things like that. Food is what a hell? shitty industry to work in. Yeah. My friend, like, a lot of my friends have had it worse than me, though. My friend Amy, she used to, shout out Amy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> they used to um, work at this restaurant in um, New Mexico. And, like, I guess the spot where it was, like, a lot of truckers that would come. And they Ooh. were just, oh, like, that's always bad. That's already bad. sexually <laughs> assault them. Like, <gasps> smack their ass when they oh, would walk no. away. It was just really gross. And I, I guess it was, like, a common thing. I was like, Ew. that's disgusting. Hey, 100%, if there's a guy that smacks your ass, just stab him. Like, like literally no, no i was, I was yeah. just thinking i was like Jesus. if someone ever like did yeah. that i i will fight someone yeah, no, what's we, wrong with you yeah i can't what's wrong with you Oof. there's yeah. a chemical imbalance in your brain it's crazy and it's it's so strange because they're doing it knowing that no one's going to do anything about it yeah like, ugh, and I'm not ooh. saying he's got to die unless that's what you're feeling. But he like, doesn't have to die. But, but he like, deserved to get stabbed he, for something like that. I yeah. don't know about stabbed, but he does deserve Hand to chopped off like the get Middle East. Some consequence for what he did. I, I can't have mm-hmm. these men thinking they can just do whatever they want and not get punished for it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Or should he have like a bunch of men get together and just start grabbing his ass? Is oh that like goodness. a good, do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. Yeah, like, oh, you did that to, hey, all right, hey, I want to show here. you how it feels. Yeah. I want to do it back. Yeah, drop them. I want to I wanna do it back to you. And you just see a glove, mm. just whoosh. Like here, back at you. Like here, one one time. Yeah. yeah. That'd how be you funny. like that? Did that feel nice? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, it did not. So here's what else I got. You came in swinging with a lot. Growth post-graduate depression, the new version of you. Uh-huh. And then we started talking about rude customers. Yeah. I think what I like right now, having you in the seat for the short time we've had you, mm. I really like the soul that I'm feeling. Do you feel that? Mm-hmm. That that energy that's going on, the vibe, it's very similar to um, like what I feel when we're around Lola. It's a very like homey thing, Hi, at Lola. least for me. How yeah. You doing? 
exactly <laughs> it's a very um like safe thing like okay, it reminds yeah. me of like uh like my aunts or my grandma oh right my and it's just a timeless feeling I'm that's what it is mom. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to where it's but that's the cool part about like having really just like strong soul is mm. it is timeless yeah. you know it doesn't matter it's just something you have you either have it or you don't have it you yeah, know yeah. and i like that a lot so mm-hmm. i just wanted to say that what do you think about that it, do you feel yeah, that it feels very uh natural Mm. it feels very nothing's off the table oh yeah like if anything i mean it is like with lola Mm -hmm. she i mean she it's a very good friend of ours um met her through my parents and yeah um she is very she's texted us multiple times or me and my sister and just been like hey if you guys are ever somewhere in the middle of the night, something's gone wrong, mm-hmm. call me. Like, oh, it's yeah. very, like, it doesn't matter what's happened, doesn't 100%. matter what's going on, doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm mm-hmm. not going to judge. I'm here for you. 100%. And we'll I think talk that's, later. Yeah, yeah. No, literally. Like, and don't, like, hesitate. And I think that's kind of the vibe I'm getting mm-hmm. of, like, you just want to be there yeah. for whoever needs it no questions asked it's so interesting that mike is the one that invited me to this podcast because i feel like that's the kind of friendship i have with most of my friends Mm -hmm. but specifically mike we met our sophomore year of college but like it was always that vibe with him mike is mike he is amazing Mm -hmm. i love him so much but he is mike and mike is the kind of guy that (laughs) would just pop up in my dorm room take a shit in my bathroom and then leave and i'm just like sir okay (laughs) he would just come over and i'm like what's wrong he was just like i don't know i'm not feeling well i'm with this i'm like okay take a nap on my couch mm. i'm gonna give you some food and then i'm gonna send you off into the world mm. okay so just take a take a seat let it go and then you could you could eat and then get out yeah <laughs> have you always been like that with with friends or has that kind of happened lately it's, i've been this way my whole life dude mm. it's so weird people are, are just like oh what have you been through <laughs> just, yeah. i'm like dude if you would have met me when i was 12 i would have been this exact same yeah. way just a little bit more rambunctious do you feel like your friends are the same towards you or is that a, is there a different dynamic there? Yes. Um, when I allow them to be, mm. I'm a very private person and I sometimes like I have, I've worked on it. I'm opening up and like getting out of my head and like being more communicative. That's come with this like last year of growth as well. Being able to like talk about it mm. and speak what I feel when I feel it. That's been something else I've learned to do, mm. um, which allows my friends to feel more involved in what's happening in my life. At, at first, I was just a strong friend that gave everyone the couch. But I'm just like, if something's wrong with me, you're not going to see me for six months. And mm. then I come back and they're just like, where you been? And I'm just like, oh, you know, life and life and <laughs> around. <laughs> what yeah. made you, um, what kind of kept you from expressing how you felt to your friends mm. was it did you feel like they're gonna judge or mm. was it was there anything of that y'all want to go into my therapy questions mm. <laughs> <laughs> um i've actually i actually talked about this in therapy when i was in therapy a lot actually and it was a lot of unlearning that had to do with this like not wanting to feel like a burden to people mm. around me and i think that that came a lot with my family dynamic for sure i think that Growing up in an impoverished community, a big family, not a lot of resources to go around. You try to like, at least I did, I sometimes tried to minimize my my presence. So I didn't cause any extra like 
burden on anyone. Sometimes I like I wouldn't even ask for birthday gifts or Christmas gifts. I'm just like I don't even want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to have the tough conversation. I, I'm, You're good at hiding and then kind of disappearing exactly. in plain sight, like like Lily. Like all of a sudden, because my family is so dynamic, such yeah. big characters, and then my sister is very opposite. Yeah, and then we'll just. Like ten minutes will go by and we're like, wait, Lily's not here, and yeah. she's just upstairs in her room, 100%. and it's like, and we feel bad sometimes. I'm like, I yeah. have a book, I'm fine. I'm mm-hmm. you good? I'm good. You good? I'm cool. We're good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> but it got to a point where I had to learn that like self erasure and pretending like I don't have needs is not really helping me, right. and it's not doing me justice at all. It's hurting me and it's hurting the people around me because they want to be here for me and I'm not allowing them to because I'm trying to like minimize the amount of help that I think that I need mm. when I know I need a hug, you know? Right. So learning how to just, like, be communicative, measure out the people in my life that I knew I felt safe with and the people in my life that I knew I didn't feel safe going to with going to them with certain things mm. and realizing that those people that I knew I couldn't talk to you about these things, you probably shouldn't be getting as much access to me as I, I, I'm allowing you to have. Mm. Because if we can't both have the same amount of access to each other, there's an imbalance in this relationship. For sure. And maybe you shouldn't be around me as much. Mm-hmm. And having to like separate myself from, from, some people, from some people because of that imbalance, it's going to step on some toes. But at the same time, you benefit from me a lot more than I'm benefiting from you. Mm. That was a, that was that was a tough pill to swallow. I think that is um, things that I've realized in some friendships that I've had too. Of like, <gasps> it's a two way street. It's it has to be a balance. And there's it's probably never gonna be fifty fifty. Yeah, uh, we all know that. It's sometimes it'll be sixty forty, and then you know you give more, you give less, whatever. But yeah. I. If I give, if I put everything I have into this friendship, mm. you need to do the same. Mm. And I've noticed that many times they haven't. Yeah. But I'm not gonna say as much as I have, but even not even as close to People as much I've had. Yeah. And then, and it it took me a while to kind of realize that. But then you kind of have to. I'm not saying you have to end the whole friendship, but just set that boundary of like mm. we're not it's not working out for me doing it this way. And there's been times where I haven't there, you know, I had this one friend, we didn't talk for maybe six to seven months because Mm. the only conversations we've had was when I initiated them on the phone or on text or whatever. And then, and I, when I started realizing that I was like, well, let me stop. Yeah. What happens if I stop? And then we didn't talk for six months. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's when I kind of realized that like, Hannah, you're putting way too much into these friendships but but that's just who i am like i i want to reach out to people and even now like there are people at right this moment where Mm -hmm. i'm like i want to reach out to you i want to make plans with you i want to hang out with you but they keep canceling or they they're not responding or they're not but i'm but i'm still double texting and i'm Mm -hmm. still reaching out and Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes that they might be going through things to where they're not really capable of reaching out and that's Mm -hmm. fine but if that is a consistent thing going on, you just have to look at that friendship and be like, well, what the hell is this? You know, what's going on? Like, and I can't. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. Sometimes putting some distance is okay. Mm-hmm. At first, it feels like the end of the world. This is like me. I, me. Everything I'm telling you right now is things I've had to have conversations with myself about. Mm. And I'm like, that's okay. It's okay. I can't be around you as much right now. And that's yeah. okay. I'm going to have to put some distance between us. Mm-hmm. And I love you. 
and I have like so much care and like emotion in my heart for you, but right now you're not really good for me. And we'll we'll see each other later. Right. If it's if it's meant to be that. Mm-hmm. And like no harm, no foul. I still have so much love for you, but I gotta peace out for mm-hmm. a second, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Are you okay being alone? Are you okay with your Dude, own? Dude, I'm my own favorite person. Mm, I point. would die without me. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> yeah <laughs> i people ask me like where is your happy place in my head mm-hmm. like i'm such a fun person like yeah. <laughs> i'm a joy so i'm just like dude when i'm by myself i'm thriving yeah. and then someone comes into the space and i'm like oh, God. yeah <laughs> yeah no i'm just kidding yeah i get it though i i am a little bit the same of like yeah. i love being alone yeah i i love hanging out with people too but when i get my own time to yeah. just be by myself it can be just laying on the couch it doesn't have to be some crazy, I have to go out and about, travel, whatever. It can be, if I get an hour yeah. of the day, just be by myself on the couch. Mm-hmm. I I love that. Dude, sacred solitude is precious. Mm. And there's such a fast-paced world. We don't get it as much as we need yeah. to. So when you get yourself five minutes, and if that's your self-care time, schedule like 12 hours mm. to yourself. You come home, you cook a meal, have a glass of wine, spark mm. a blunt. And just sit in silence. Mm-hmm. Maybe do some journaling. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel so restored afterwards. Mm-hmm. Maybe if your thing is, I have some scripture time. I pray a little bit. I take a bubble bath. And then I go outside for a walk. But like that time, would just turn your phone off or mm-hmm. leave your phone at home. It's peace. Mm-hmm. It's peace. You try to have no phone, no screen times a lot. Yeah, I'm okay. I don't think you understand. Once I exit from this business that I'm building right now, yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be on like a sailboat, just in the middle of the water, somewhere in like the Bermuda Bermuda Triangle. Interesting. You're one hundred percent invited. You're invited as well. Thank you. <laughs> the only criteria I need is just Kino Boy, because I know he'll keep everything safe and everything will be all right. But yeah. yeah, no, I don't have that like thing where I don't need to know. Like I can. I'm really disciplined with posting and building podcasts and shit like that, but yeah. I'm cool in my own head. Yeah. But the difference is, is I also like when other people come too. Yeah. like, so we're, we're having a good time. And they're like, Oh, there's two people. Let's party. Like, let's mm-hmm. have a good time. And then when they leave, I'm like, Oh yeah, no, let's keep the party going mm-hmm. just over here. Kind of vibing. Yeah. Right. Dude, do you know when you feel that person that comes into your like head and like into your mental space and they have like the same energy as you, they have the same feeling, just vibe as you. They're just joy. They like y'all are feeding off of each other. Yeah. And it's just, so nice Mm -hmm. and you're just like where have you been all my life because you don't leave (laughs) yeah i'm with that and as i kind of start to land the ship of this interview right now it's kind of coming around that time i have like three or four questions that i've written out right now okay as i was really curious to hear about uh postgraduate depression Mm. and that was really cool because it's an opposite thing that i went through Mm -hmm. i was depressed all throughout college because um I knew I was building businesses mm-hmm. from 12 years old, 11 years old, 10 mm-hmm. years old. I was, uh, you know, slinging snacks in fourth grade, selling pencil, just doing whatever, paying teachers oh, off, yes. trying to get it done. There's like some fundraiser. I'd find a way to rig the fundraiser and yes. get my group to go, but not win too bad to where it looked easy. Like, yeah. like oh, clearly. Of course. Of but course. I was like, let's go third. So the top three, all right, we're going to go third, guys, mm-hmm. you know, and then the, my team thinks they won. Hey, mm-hmm. it's all good. Let's go to Del Taco. Mm-hmm. We get like a little field trip, right? Things like that I've always been doing. And um, college just stood in my way. It really mm. did. It was just a barrier 
financially. You know, I could have been paying for this spot instead I was paying for tuition and this yeah. spot, for example, things like that, right? It was just very hard. So I was depressed. Did you see that at all? Like, do you, I'm sure I was vocal about it. Just like, I think, I mean, you were very vocal about how you felt about mm-hmm. classes and going to school and, and doing all that. Mm-hmm. So you were very, you, I don't think some people, it, it's not, you can't see or hear or mm-hmm. feel that they're depressed yeah. or they're going through something. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's very, people hide it. Um, maybe not intentionally, but it, it is something that people might not be vocal about. Mm-hmm. You were, you were very vocal about how you yeah. felt and we all knew like, you were like, I hate college. I don't want to be here. I don't want to go. Like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of time and this and that. Yeah, I needed a different option. Yeah. However, my favorite day of college was that last day. That mm-hmm. last day, I had to get paid to go to my graduation. My parents had to pay me to go because I wasn't going. It was like last day. I was like, I all right, just you. mail it and it'll be fine. Yeah. But uh, the last day and then every day since i've been so happy Mm -hmm. Uh, because we get to do things like this instead of going to class i don't want to go to a class i don't want to sit down i'm bad at sitting down i'm really good at moving just like that animal in there he's wild he's as feral as you can get as an animal he's good we can keep it reined in but just let me go Mm. just point the direction and just let me go let me out the cage and we'll go good things happen so i want to hear because i love the stories that are different from mine yeah what did you feel as the real world quote unquote was Mm -hmm. now at your fingertips and you went into a little bit of a sad space Mm -hmm. or what what were you feeling and how'd you get out of it (sighs) i hmm I think that it was definitely like the opposite of your situation because when I was in flag, I was out there for like five years. I say there a little longer than I was supposed to be there, technically supposed to, but um, I was able to step out of the box of other people defining me like as what they wanted me to be when I was here. So when I got there, I was able to completely redefine myself as who I wanted to be. I was able to actually establish an identity of my own. And I had a level of freedom that I never had before. I didn't have to be anything for anybody else. I was just able to be myself authentically. Um, coming back here, I had to, there was challenges because I had to battle to hold on to that. You know, I, people were just, they had ideas about me. And it's, it's always, when you come home to family, everybody thinks they know who exactly who you are. Mm. So coming back home, I was just like, all right, no, this is not who I am anymore. But I raised you. Like, these are the values that I taught you. And I'm like, it's perfectly natural for a person's values to evolve as they grow. Mm. And that's, that's okay. Like me having to articulate, these are my boundaries. This is who I am. These are things that I value. These are things that I need. These are what my needs look like. These are non-negotiables. And it was a matter of me communicating these things over and over and over again to the point they became redundant. And someone looking me in my face and laughing because they're just like, get the fuck out of here. Mm. (laughs) And I'm just like, all right, this is just blatant disrespect at this point. And you can't sell it to someone that you love them while simultaneously disrespecting their needs and their values Mm. because you don't understand them. That's a form of dehumanization. And I'm like, from a psychological aspect, dehumanizing someone's needs can lead to so many like crazy things that deteriorates the person's mind. Mm. So it was a matter of me like putting healthy distance between loved ones, 
being very assertive, being very firm, being very, no, you're not going to talk to me like this. You're not going to speak to me like this as a human being. It was just me saying it over and over and over again. And I feel like that's where I had to, I was like sad sometimes because I was having to unlearn that like this person is supposed to love you and this is what love looks like. Yet their idea of love and their definition of love is different from what your definition of love looks like. Mm. And it was me having to really like step out of perceived situations and like step into like a position that empowered me by letting people exist within their own reality and being that does not have to change mine. And like, let's come together if we are able to to connect. If we're not able to connect, that's okay. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense at all. No, I like but it. That was very yeah, well said. Sure. I like yeah. that. And that was really beautifully said. What we talked about your past a lot as we yeah. kind of we're gonna have to have you come back to really get into yeah. the future and how <laughs> things are, right? We don't want to hold you here for too long, but okay. one of the bigger hitting questions that I like to ask everybody is what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail moving forward, career wise, maybe life wise? What mm. give us like one main thing that you think what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? It changes for me every single day. You know, if I knew that I could not fail, yeah. there was no likelihood of me failing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? <sighs> mm. <laughs> okay, I have like an idea. I have my I have a very active imagination, so all I see are images in my head right now. Um, I'm gonna describe some of them. I yeah. feel like the first thing I would do is cut my hair. Oh, I really? would cut my hair and dye it blonde. <laughs> that would be a cool look how That's short cool. are you like I, all the way i really want finger waves but like no. then sometimes to wash it and put conditioner in it and let it just be like wild curls mm. i feel like i would just like perm my hair and let it be like super silky and blonde and like fingery and curly that would be cool mm. um i would cut my hair first that would be the first thing i do second i'll buy it i would get a dog like what kind maybe of dog? like a husky maybe mm. like a shiba inu i would get a dog mm -hmm. um I love dogs, and I like. I'm so sad that I had to like let my dog go when I left Flagstaff. What kind know? of dog was it? Oh, it was a, a husky, husky Shiba oh, yeah. mix. Aww. Yeah, um, I would get a dog. Probably a husky. I love huskies. Mm -hmm. um, I'll get a dog, and then I would probably like, I would go into some kind of service work. I would like want to go and like work on farms, work on like small oh, wow. farms. I want to like give back to small cultures. I would want to spend like the rest of my life traveling around the world, like giving back to small cultures, being able to make contributions, small or big, to different cultures, um, going to Thailand and working on their fish market, going to Vietnam and going fishing, going mm. to fucking Ghana, going just going all over the world, going on coffee farms, mm. going oh, to cool. wash elephants and pro bono. No, I don't want the money. Like I just want to travel around the world for the rest of my life and make contributions to small cultures. Mm. Like until I'm, i have to stop yeah that was nice i like that yeah yeah is there anything that you were thinking about coming into this interview that myself or hannah didn't get around to asking that maybe mm. you wanted to take a few minutes and talk about you don't have to have anything yeah. some people do some people don't you know 
I don't think I had any expectations. I don't. I didn't really do much research on this. Perfect. I trust specific friends in my life. Mike is one of the friends that I trust not to leave me astray. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really do much research on this process. I was like, all right, I'm going on a podcast. Yeah. I don't know who yeah. these people are, but I trust that they're good people. Mike yeah. doesn't hang around with bad people. So yeah. I'm going to be fine. That's I had no awesome. expectations of you guys. And you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for Thank having you. me. Literally, y'all are a joy. It wasn't weird. It wasn't awkward. It was very professional. I'll have to do us down. So thank you for yeah. having me here. Yeah, well, for thank sure. you for coming on. Seriously. Yeah. As we you. close this out, we have one final question for you. Yeah. And it leads us to continue to grow the show and continue to just meet great people who are really passionate about what they do. Yeah. Who are two to three people that you can think of mm-hmm. that you would like to see come down and maybe sit in the same couch as you mm-hmm. that, you know, hopefully they're in the SoCal area, but if <laughs> not, you know, they don't have to be, but you can shout out like three people that you would like to see. They can either be like maybe a small business owner. We love to hear how people built their, you know, spaces, yeah. somebody with like a new cool career or just somebody that you vibe with. Mm-hmm. My friend Cindy, I feel like she has a story that is so untold and she does not talk about it a lot. And like, not because she doesn't like to talk about it. It's just because she's too busy to talk about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does she do? Um, she just, she graduated college. She's working with, um, special needs children. That's awesome. Um, she loves it. She loves kids. She is so powerful and underestimates herself a lot and i'm trying to get her bigger Mm. i want to pump her up as much as i can so getting her some exposure just to like honestly sit down and talk she's a talker she will talk your ear off and it's just wisdom after wisdom after wisdom she's just dropping gems so cindy was one um i'm gonna plug my bosses because they're just cool ass people like most of my bosses are black women um and they were they were attorneys and they said fuck corporate law and mm-hmm. I'm gonna go start my own business instead cool. and it's been like an, they're just cool as shit man yeah. I would love to have them on your podcast yeah what are they, their names um Shanita and Amanda Jane I don't know they're busy so I don't know but yeah <laughs> they're very busy but having them on this podcast they're they're so inspiring I, I adore them um and finally. Who else? Do you know any like uh, first responders or maybe like doctors or anybody Mm. in the medical field? Those are kind of people that I've been thinking about lately trying Mm. to get on. Just like kind of silent heroes a little bit. Oh, a silent hero. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Actually, I'm going to say a friend of mine, her name is Brooke. Um, She's not in the medical field. She works in a school. Um, But... If I had to say like a silent hero, it would be my my friend my friends Brooke and Janae. I always think of them together because they're best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, they are like oof powerful. Like if yes, I'm, I'm gonna just say her name. And if you ever have her on the show, you're gonna understand. Are they local? Yeah, I think she's in Ventura. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Perfect. But I'll text her if you want to have her on the yeah. show because I'm just like, man, if you think I'm something, sheesh, my friends are something. Mm. <laughs> <I like laughs> That's that. good to hear. Yes. Yeah. I like that they were uh, female. Yeah. I think yeah. we've had a lot of uh, Too guys. Too many dudes, right? Too many dudes. There's been a lot of guys on <laughs> here. Um, and And I live with two crazy guys, so it's been nice having like <laughs> yeah. females on. So it's nice that, that they yeah. are girls. Yeah. 100%. They are. 
I really respect keeping like really powerful spirits around me. Mm-hmm. Not like I don't need powerful people, people with dollar signs such in their names. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Like what does your soul feel like? Mm. Does your energy make me feel safe? Yeah. If the answer is no, I don't really want to spend too much time with you. I like that. That's a big thing I've learned being with you is energy. Like I never really went off of people's energy because I'm always safe for like from physical danger. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've never factored that in. And then you're like, well, no, we can't walk down that dark alley. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why? We're fine. Like me and Kino are the most dangerous things in here. And then you're mm-hmm. like, well, this could, and I'm like, oh, so I'm more mindful definitely. Yeah. And be careful. that's cool. Yeah. Vibes are a big mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. This has been a great episode. Thank you for coming by. I hope that you're first main podcast experience was super positive yeah. and we'll have you back when the cameras are up and oh you know gosh. everything's going <laughs> all right so, okay cool all right we'll catch you guys later we are back with the digest the digest mm-hmm. of amethyst that's right that was a really good episode mm-hmm. Yeah. She had really good, I know we talked about vibes, but she had really good vibes. Like she, it felt very comfortable. Very authentic. Around her. Yeah, I liked her a lot. It wasn't like forced. It wasn't, it, it almost gave you a feeling of like, no matter what you said, you weren't going to be judged. Oh yeah. Very, I felt that too. very like trying, either trying to understand or she does understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like that a lot. She yeah. also said that she has a book out too. Yeah. We should have talked about that. I wish she would have we said something. Have, yeah. So yeah, we'll have to look it up and then check it out. Yeah. It'd be good. But I like people who write. I feel mm-hmm. like I speak, but it's it's a cool talent when you're able to write mm-hmm. at a high level and just like put yourself out there. And I think my writing, because I haven't practiced so much, wouldn't be the best recommend, like, what is it called? Um recollection what is it my writing wouldn't be the best representation Mm. of my thoughts Mm. my voice does that so that's kind of cool yeah i think i'm not i'm not well i'm not i'm not a bad writer like technically like i can i can write good essays things like that but writing down my own thoughts or just giving word to my own thoughts that's harder yeah whether it's talking or writing them down that's, I think, what's hard for me. Yeah, I mainly just write down notes mm. to, you see, I got my foot all on the yeah. table now. <laughs> I write, what if a guest did this? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, all right, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I write down my notes so that I can talk about them later. But um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. How's your day been going though? Good? Yeah. Good we... job cleaning up everything. It, right? It's spotless in here. I uh, took the vacuum and I said, let's Let's get to work. Oh, I can mm. tell you vacuum. Did you vacuum in here as well? Yeah. Nice. So I vacuumed the kitchen, living room, the little creases in the corners, and I got all the dust off, all the kino hair off. Did you do the fan though? No, because we don't have dusters. Oh. We need to buy more dusters. How did you clean it last time? Um, I think <coughs> I used dusters and then I used um, Kleenex wipes, mm. or Lysol wipes, whatever. Uh, but no, I felt, it, it's nice. I, I felt good cleaning today like yeah. i had i had my show on i had there was some gossip on there <laughs> um what kind of gossip did you have? tell me what show are you watching and just i was watching the housewives i was watching which, which housewives of miami oh, okay and then i was watching housewives of beverly hills um because they both of them came out with new seasons now mm. so they have new episodes on thursdays so um did that and then <clears throat> put i mean i haven't washed anything today but i prepared (laughs) 
the stuff to get washed. Nothing's on the floor or anything. Everything's in hampers and it's not. Um, yeah, wiped everything down. I cleaned out your corner. Organized that a little bit more. Appreciate that. I put the lamp there. I couldn't figure out how to plug in the lamp. Yeah, we'll have um, to get an extension cord probably. Well, no, we, we can still plug it in. It was just like I couldn't physically get it in there. Like it was hard. You put a lamp there? The one that's supposed to be there? Yeah. Oh, well, we got to get a new lamp for there then, huh? Well, yeah, but it's temporary. Should we go to Home Goods or something? Oh, temporary. Are yeah. you and I just temporary? No, Target actually has. We should go to Target like tomorrow because they have good um, lamps that we'll probably put in our room. Okay. Yeah. You mean ones side that track. like go all the way up? No. It's not a sidetrack. Just no, short ones. Like this one that we have right here. <coughs> oh, they have ones like that? Yeah, similar ones. Okay. Like, they're like 10 bucks, something like that. They're cheap. I'm with that. Yeah. And um, but yeah. the guests on this show, now that we're kind of getting out of, like, what would you call that? Our, like, natural network, I mm. guess. We've kind of sifted through all the people that we want to have on that are like, you know, you got like five to seven people. These recommendations have been really great, mm -hmm. I'd say. I like everybody that's been getting recommended. And I like that. There's kind of a level of trust that's already in there. They come in a stranger and they kind of leave yeah. like a friend. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's up to them, I guess. Mm. You know, can't force anybody to. Yeah. Have a good time. Well, I think it all starts with how they just feel about coming into the episode from the start. If you're excited, if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for this. Like, it's going to be fun. If you're open, that already sets the tone for one, the episode, but then just how we interact afterwards, too, of like, are we going to be friends or not? You know? Yeah. Um, but if someone comes in and you kind of had to like get them to come in here or like they're being iffy, you can already tell that like, hey, I don't know about this one, but we'll still do an episode. But you know what I mean? But. Like with her, for example, it was just like, she was excited. She was like, I'm a little bit nervous, but like she was so like excited and happy and just like brought in a really good vibe and mood. Yeah. And the cool part, the only honestly main criteria that I have for like the people, mm. um, not like after the show related, like do we, is, do they reach out? Mm. Not like I'll reach out a few times. It's not like they have to reach out first. I'm not yeah. like the guy didn't call me first. You can't text me for, you know, I'm not that guy, but um, yeah, if they reach out and have ideas and Hey, you want to eat here? You mm. want to do this? You want to go see this? Right. And she already said that there's the um, event that she's putting on. And yeah. We're for we'll, sure going yeah, there. Hell yeah. We'll come in and put that on the schedule. Cause it sounds like a good time. Yeah. So that's super cool. And she seems very passionate about that mm. too of like the creating of the shows and making it flow and she's like on the mic doing that it'd be really cool to see all that mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. appreciate having her on yeah i love you i love you really proud of you thank you keep it up keep doing everything you worked out today i sure did how did that feel the run was actually pretty good i felt good during the run um I I don't know what it was. Maybe I dressed well for the weather. <laughs> Who knows? But like your outfit made your workout better. I'll take no, it. No, not because I was cute, but just like I didn't feel like I got too warm um, to where I'm like, oh, I don't want to run, you know, longer. Like it was good, you know, um, but the pull ups were hard because obviously I didn't have my band. <laughs> hmm. So then like doing my pull ups were hard. But um, but no, it felt good, though. I think I think what I'm going to start doing now is um, obviously we had the little shin splint starting to feel a little bit a little, you know a little while ago i think i'll do runs every other day okay now and then obviously it'll happen every day after that for a little bit gotcha so, yeah i'm with that and um so yeah build it up slowly yeah you know your body i will throw maybe form mm -hmm. also you know I, I didn't look at your form but make sure you have good running form and it's comfortable so that your shins aren't getting fucked up <clears throat> and stay at it 
That's all you gotta do. Yeah. Let's see if I got some silly things on here that we can <laughs> finish out with. I have mainly a lot of stuff for like you and I's episode mm-hmm. that we'll probably do tomorrow. But oh, I had a dream. <laughs> you ready? Let me hear it. I don't know what was going on in this dream, but all of a sudden I looked down and my balls <gasps> were a turtle shell. What? I had They like, were hard? I had a protective shell over my balls that was like a turtle shell. Ugh. And it was connected to me. Like it was okay. a part of my body. Was it one per ball or was it one for this whole sack? But guess what? No, it was just a shell over the top of them. Like over a ninja turtle. Yeah. Yeah. It, honestly, I don't know if it was a sack. I just know it was oh. right here. Like take gotcha. a turtle shell, put it in my crotch. That's mm. kind of how it was. Why do you think that was? Because I have the answer. Because Kino punched you in your balls yeah, yesterday? Yeah, I remember yesterday. Mm-hmm. I like threw him on the other side of the room. I didn't even choose to do that. It was just like... Like a reaction I to it. I felt he was on my balls and I was like, I don't care who... You. It could have been my grandma and I would have mm-hmm. punched her in her face. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of funny how mm-hmm. my dreams now, I had a dream about that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm craving? What? A hot fudge sundae from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. They don't have the best ones, but it's just so convenient. that. And then you go there, would you order a large fry right now? No. No, you wouldn't? I'm just excited for the bungalow. Okay. Maybe after the bungalow. What time does uh, McDonald's... Are we going to be there like hours? I mean, we, we'll get there at five, so we're not going to be there for more than three hours. You know okay. What I mean? Yeah. Are, are you going to eat as soon as you get there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because they have the happy hour. Cool. All right. Sounds so good. So it's 50% off food Ooh. and drinks. So I can order two things? Yeah. Mm. And drinks. So I can order one thing and then wait like 30 minutes and order something else? Yeah. So it's between five and six. That's why we want to get there at five. So that we don't have, you know, that we have enough time to I feel order you. shit. You know? Yeah, you have enough time to do your thing. Yeah. What should I do with Kino right now? Take him on a little walk. Walk around. Go walk around? Should yeah. Should I go off leash? No, just walk around. Okay. He can pee and poop maybe if he needs to. But yeah, just take him around. Cool. Yeah. And then we'll be back later to feed him and things like that. All right. Sounds mm-hmm. good. And yeah. um, we got any plans this weekend? We're going to the Swedish Christmas Fair tomorrow. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going out tomorrow to celebrate Yoreli. Okay. Um, I got work in the morning on Sunday. And yeah, that's about it. Okay, work in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think I have anything going on. Probably yeah. just maybe booking some more people on the show mm-hmm. and editing. Yeah. Obviously. And yeah, just hanging out. Yeah. You know I'm what I want to do? vlogging tomorrow. Oh, you're right. Do you know what else I want you to do? A good vlog idea? If you're down. If not, I'll take another pretty vlogger. <laughs> I really want to go to the LA Zoo over this holiday season. Oh, I, wanted, I, like I, wanted, Zoo. I wanted to go last year because they put the lights on and stuff. Oh. And we just kept saying, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And it never happened. Mm. But I would like that. I like Sometime the LA between Zoo. like today and Christmas time. Yeah. That'd be fun. We'll go for sure. Cool. Awkward silence. <laughs> I was like waiting on you to say something. And then you know you... something I've observed? Over the course of maybe the past six months or so. Is it my insecurity about my toes? Well, it's not your insecurity about your toes because I don't think you're insecure about your toes. Was it about my foot? It is about your feet. Oh, I knew it. Your toes constantly move. Yeah, they talk. Whether you like do it or not, like they'll go up and down, left, right. Yeah, and diagonal. And they crack. Yeah, Yeah, I have very, uh, my dexterity on my toes is... I would say an elite level. Like we can watch a, a movie or something like that. And we're like, you're watching the movie. You're not like watching your toes. Like you're clearly watching the movie. And then I like, I'll either look down or wherever your toes are. And I'll just see them like going up and down. And I'm 
<laughs> and then like i look at you to see like oh maybe he's like looking at his you know what i mean i'm just locked on but you're just like oh, like watching game of thrones or something like just watching the tv and i'm like okay you didn't know i trained brazilian jiu-jitsu with my toes i'm a black belt it looks like it like you know the thumb war champions mm -hmm. i'm like in a toe league <laughs> da, 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 da. yeah striking that's funny well yeah you know and your pinky toe goes <gasps> down more than your other toes okay <laughs> no like when you have them just chilling when i have them chilling it goes down more yeah like huh. it goes yeah well you know what <laughs> i don't care all right I don't care that you hit your elbow. Do you remember, <laughs> yeah. remember that video? <laughs> it's like, you know what I think? I don't care that you hit your elbow. Yeah. Have you seen that one video where it was um, the black girl in like middle school? No, it was high school walking over the desk. And she walked over this like one. Of, he low-key looked like a school shooter. Like, oh. you know, the kid that, with the Didn't rolling he throw bag, her down? He pushed her yeah. leg like oh. off of his desk. That's actually ridiculous. She just toppled over and ate it all over. That everything. is a, a way too strong of a reaction. Yeah. Come on now. And you know, he was like so done with their shit and this and that. Like probably. But yeah, to push. He should have known like, hey, she's going to fall if you do this. Like that I mean, probably wasn't the best. He way. probably knew. He was I, like, I don't know. It I'm looked, trying to make her fall. It looked to me like it wasn't that thought out. Mm. It just looked like he was upset that she was on his desk. That was just wanted, his reaction. Like as to if it, it huh? was a piece of paper. Like he just pushed it, mm. and it wasn't like he was. Oh, wait till she gets to my desk. I'm gonna push her. But mm -mm. yeah, she Yikes. ate it. That was funny. What about the other guy? Oh, where he's like four fucking seconds. <laughs> it took you four fucking seconds to piss me off. You know that guy? <laughs> there's honestly that kid. The internet has crazy stuff. But, but there's that one kid in every classroom. Mm -hmm. That nerdy kind of like geeky just like awkward guy and mm -hmm. i was always friends with him because i was inter like he was funny as shit four fucking seconds because once you're friends with that kid and you sit in the back of the class with him he's always got like he, he sees everything mm -hmm. so and when he lets you know like he opens up he's like fucking hate her bubbly butt like you know what i mean it'll just be like that's why she has acne scars and this oh my and god that. i'm like oh my god jeremy yeah. chill like what are you doing he's like yeah that's why the teacher is going through a major divorce <laughs> right now i looked through the la county courts and she Damn. filed two weeks ago and yeah i'm like That's oh so geez yeah it's funny yeah but anyways amethyst great episode great appreciate woman. having her on yeah for and sure continue to have her on in the future mm -hmm. maybe to talk about her writing styles and yeah. you know get more into her future episode or topics and things like that yeah and yeah it's awesome having her on here well I love you. I love you. And I hope that you stop making fun of my toes at some point in time. No. Because you get your toe, you get these toes angry. You They'll might, come after you, Heck huh? yeah, you might get, they got a mind of their own, clearly. Yep. Do you know how active they probably were when I was a little kid? Oh, When crazy. I was like five, seven, they're probably just like, oh, I remember as a little kid, I used to kick a lot too. Mm. But anyways, we'll end the episode. We'll catch you later. And I'm excited for like a burger later or mm. something like that. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye.